Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. We're grateful you joined us for this episode. And we have titled this talk with one another and with those of you listening. But how do we resolve it? It's the question of the day. Question of the day, question of the week, question of the uh, month, maybe even the year. Lisa and I just returned recently from a, a Reconnect Marriage Workshop that we offer uh, organizations, churches, and uh, this, I think, had 30 or so couples there and really wonderful group. And it, it tended to be a, a, a common maybe reflection or question interaction uh, with them. Uh mainly around conflict uh, or disagreement or tension or fighting. However, those that were there would describe uh, something that was familiar for them. We talked about familiar cycles, familiar dynamics, particularly around conflict. And uh, some of you know this from, you know, over time in these podcasts, Lisa and I are very intentional about the goal uh, of conflict not to be compromised or not just resolution, uh, but it really is about understanding. And for so many couples, and I think this is still true at times, maybe briefly for us, but maybe for those of you listening as well, is, is that well, if there's if we're not if the goal isn't compromised, then how does it how does it get resolved? And that's why we thought it'd be helpful to have this conversation so that we could create a bit more clarity, uh, even more so. Uh, around when when we as a couple are in the midst of disagreement, a strong opinion, uh, a strong feeling, a strong belief, uh, conflict, uh, misunderstanding, whatever it might be, what can we imagine to be the purpose and the intent of those moments? And I think for many of us, uh, where we get stuck is that we want to try to come to some resolution. Resolution in and of itself isn't so much of a negative thing, but, but if we could actually reframe what resolution is, it really is about understanding and the awareness that comes from the understanding with one another. Yeah. I think it's hard to get out of that mindset. Yes. Especially when you're trying to communicate something and you're, you're hoping to convince the other that this is the way to go, or this is what we're, what we want to do, or this is, the best decision right now. And so we get so focused on what it is that we're trying to communicate that we lose sight of maybe what's happening, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe how it's impacting. And it, it takes a while to, to maybe look back, maybe, maybe it's later in the day or later the next day or a couple of days later where you go, okay, wait, that didn't go so well. So what is the goal here? And, um, and so I don't, I don't even know if we realize that we're trying to resolve it. We just want to communicate what we want, and we want to make a certain decision, or we want to communicate how we feel. And, um, you know, we, we share often in the workshops that John Gottman talks about 70% of all of our conflict is unresolvable. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if there's 70% of all of our conflict, then then a lot of it is just wasted time where we're trying to resolve something that can't even be resolved anyway. So we kind of like to get that out there right away. And um, 
and really focus on what what's the goal here and how and how can we step back a little bit and um and gain understanding mm. i think for for us for lisa and i but also for the couples that were there and, and for me therapeutically with couples a significant amount of energy as you just said lisa is spent on trying to resolve something uh he, he doesn't get it he just doesn't understand or what's wrong with her why, why would why would she think that or why, why does she act that way and and often some of that tension is connected to her yes a primary component uh, or even foundation of our conflict is hurt so yes when we feel hurt we we move into conflict and we often feel hurt because we feel misunderstood and so what if again we we rewrite that vision statement mission statement to be about understanding Let, let's move toward understanding because when we have that understanding uh it it tends to change and shift behavior over time actually but when we are required to understand when the other somehow implies there's something wrong with you that you don't get it that's where we become defensive that's where we become guarded that's where the walls go up so yes it 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 is that we want our spouse to understand that is a key component because when we feel understood we feel known and when we feel known we feel safe and when we when we feel safe we feel connected and those it's not just in that linear fashion but i think all of this is really still with this foundation of of having a sense of connection in our marriage and what drives disconnection is is these moments are these moments when we work hard to somehow convince our spouse of what they need to say differently think differently feel differently or act differently mm-hmm. we had one couple that which i thought was a really beautiful question and he asked this question well isn't the goal to stop doing what what bothers my spouse <laughs> is and do you remember that moment? Yeah, almost um, in do, a do you remember that when he asked of, that? Yeah, like yeah. a shameful sense. Like, I, I know I know I'm bothering my spouse and I yeah. know I need to stop doing this. Right. And, um, and that's not what we want to communicate at all because we don't like the idea of should or shame or anything like that. So, as a motivator to change. Right. Yeah, the motivator, we hope, I think, is really driven by when I'm aware of the impact of my behavior or my choice will I eventually choose something different next time? Mm-hmm. That's actually the goal. It's not simply just to stop it or don't do that anymore. Uh, I don't think we react from human nature well to moments like that where mm-hmm. something about our behavior is required, it's invited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that was a really helpful question that he asked. Isn't the goal to just stop doing what I'm doing that really that bothers or hurts my spouse? Yes, yes, eventually. But that's not the primary goal, just to stop. The goal is to be aware of the impact. And when we're aware of the impact, that potentially shifts and changes our behavior. So we we did this workshop. This is a Friday night. We we, we do a, a couple hours on a Friday night. And then we come back for um, three sessions on Saturday with, with these couples. And and then Lisa and I, I had some time together uh, that night. And then we drove home the next day. And I, I was tired. <laughs> I, I love things doing these things together. And then at the end, I'm tired. And and you, Lisa, is just fired up. Like, I get energy. <laughs> especially coming so out of the pandemic. Energy. I'm just ready to well, be Well, even people. pre-pandemic. Yeah. Uh, you are charged. You're ready to go. She's got all these visions, these ideas. We're in the car. And, and what about this? And what about I'm that? And process everything. And, 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 and after a while, I was like, okay, can we not talk anymore? Now, okay, that, that's a, it's a playful example of difference. But where where in the past for us 
I think that would have really bothered you. Uh, it would have hurt your feelings that I was maybe dismissive or minimizing. Yeah, because I had some great ideas, right? My brain is flowing, mm-hmm. and I've got these visions going, and yeah, it doesn't feel very good to get cut off. But no. And I, can I just go back for a minute? Because I think, sure. and we've talked about this a lot in the podcast, but I think we talked about it a lot in the weekend is that we're very story-based, right? And so we're we're really encouraging couples to understand each other's story and tell stories about, you know, different areas, maybe conflict, maybe your story of origin, your attachment story, how you felt in your family. And so I think at that point, people were beginning to say, okay, okay, we got story, but how do we resolve it? You know, like we want to keep coming back to this question, how do we resolve it? And so I think that's what we're trying to say, that as we learn each other's stories, as we understand each other and understand maybe communicating in maybe these topics that are difficult, we gain awareness and somewhere along the line, we don't know where or when, but somewhere along the lines of awareness, we begin to soften. We begin to understand and maybe just shift a little bit. And so this is a playful example, but we, I'm an extrovert, Steve is more of an introvert. We've gone round and round about this for probably our whole whole married life. And, you know, at the beginning of our marriage, I think I was constantly, okay, how can we get together with a group? How can we, let's do something with people. Let's, you know, I'm I'm always wanting to do things maybe with others. And Steve tended to be more like, well, let's just stay home. Let's be together. Uh, right. Let's have time together. Can, can we pause just for a second and highlight what we actually mean by introvert versus extrovert? I think sometimes those terms or phrases are used in ways that actually don't mean what we intend them to mean. When we use the word introvert or extrovert, it's a personality trait and it's a way in which we navigate the world. Meaning, what do we tend to gain energy from, receive energy from? Not, I like people, you don't like people. It's more of what gives us energy. And that was part of yes. our wording. Yes. It was frustrating because I, I would say constantly, like, yes. you, just, you must not like people. Right. It would My yeah. difference, our difference, somehow it would be implied that there's something wrong with Steve. Uh, you don't, you don't want to be with people. And that, I mean, that, that still at times can charge us when we start having this kind of a conversation mm-hmm. because it somehow is implied that the other is less than. There's something wrong with you that you aren't like me. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was your intent for years in communicating it that way. But well, it came out of frustration though, because I wanted to do these things and and I wanted to do them four or five times a week. You wanted to and, do them all the time, <laughs> and you didn't. And it kind of, it, you know, whoever doesn't want to do those, kind of like, you know, you're, you're saying that I would win. Well, it's almost what you said. Kind of. But I don't, okay. Because if you don't have the capacity to do it, then we, then we, we aren't going to do it. Right? right. And so, and I found ways around that. I, right. I did things on my own and stuff, but, um, but I think what's beautiful and what the place we've gotten to now is that we, through sharing stories and we'll talk about them in a minute, but we've gained understanding and just through living together, we've gained understanding rather than just be frustrated. You're still like this, or you still don't like this, but we're, we're really watching each other and noticing like, wow, that really gave you energy. Like you might say that to me. And after the weekend, I might say, wow, you're really depleted. You know, and I think that's our definition of. But but one of those is seen as less than. 
I think in the in the world, even in this conversation, maybe it's that you have a lot of energy in being with people. Steve doesn't have as much energy once being with people. Well, I think that's how you can know yourself. Right. You know, like, are you a person right. that when you do something with a big group that you come home and you're just like, okay, I need some time on my own. I just need to unwind. I need to, you oh, know, right? Or I could do that another for another twenty four hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm I have all these ideas now, and I'm energetic, right. and I'm excited, and I think that's what really helped us to make the distinction like, wow, we can do the same thing. And then one of us comes away, you know, more depleted and one's more energetic, but whatever the case it, you know, whatever your conflict might be, this just happens to be one of our major issues that we've wrestled with. Yeah, it's a primary, sure. It's a primary difference between us that historically has caused and created a lot of tension and a lot of conflict. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's why we're talking about this topic in that way is, when we got done with the workshop, I was aware you, you had a tremendous amount of energy and, and I was tired. Uh, and, and in a way we could say, now what? How, how, do we acknowledge the difference? Do we talk about the difference? Uh, is there something wrong in the difference? N- not really. But the idea is, are those the moments in our marriage that we can move toward one another in understanding versus in judgment? What's wrong with you? Wasn't that enough? I mean, in the old script for me or older script that still maybe is lingering is, gosh, we just did all this with people. And now Lisa would love to be with more people. And and maybe the unspoken narrative for me is, and she doesn't want to be with me. That That's often and has been some of the conflict that we have endured as a result of being with people or not being with people is that somehow for you being with people is better than or more than uh, being with me, being with your spouse. And I think for a lot of couples, that is a significant primary difference that maybe they're, those of you listening is just familiar. Oh yeah, that's us. Or yeah, that's kind of true for us. And mm, we don't really pay attention to that as much anymore. Or, you know, we've learned how to navigate it well, but, but where, where couples get stuck and where we have been stuck is when we somehow hold this judgment that, that my way fill in the blank, my way of being in this world, thinking in this world, acting in this world, whether it's about a particular top topic or subject somehow implies that the other is less than. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the significant stories that really impacted me when probably 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago, that we were having a conversation one night about, you know, your childhood, Steve, and you had grown up in a military family where you guys moved every year and every year of school was in a different place. And so, um, it began to, I don't know, be frustrating, be exhausting, trying to like meet a whole new set of people and put yourself out there again. And, and something about, as you were sharing that story with me, I, I just began to understand the the fatigue you know, that you felt just as, even as a kid growing up and, okay, here we go again. I'm going to start this over and I'm going to meet new people and then I'm going to have to move. And so something about that, and, you know, you might've already been an introvert person, but like that in your story really impacted me to see how sometimes it can be really exhausting for you. Mm -hmm. And there's this tenderness, I think that happens, especially when we share childhood stories that we that have shaped, you know, our spouse, we, we began to kind of see them in a different light and it just softened my heart. So then it wasn't as much about how come, what's wrong with you? Why do you, 
you know, I still, I still want to do things with people or I still might want to convince you, but I have this understanding that has, um, I don't know, I guess soften my heart is the easiest way to explain it, that I don't feel as frustrated because now I understand where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. Maybe it doesn't feel as personal or we don't take it as personal. Right. Like it's not this choice yeah. that you're making to hurt me. You know, it's, it's not a choice it's I'm just, making to somehow dismiss what it is that you need. Or maybe. just, yeah, yeah, or not provide what I'm hoping for, but it's just a part of you that was shaped and and impacted along the way. And it's just your way of being. And so now, now I think I even can nurture that, like, hey, let, you know, let's, let's stay in. Let's, maybe we did a lot this week. So then we're going to choose to just have the two of us or, or I'll give you your space or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like there's just more of a softening toward that rather mm-hmm. than a kind of a constantly bumping up against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for me, when you shared a story a couple of years ago around a particular scene when you were young, I think it was maybe fifth grade or sixth grade. And you had talked about being alone in your, in your home, in your house. And, and there was just this profound sense of loneliness for you mm-hmm. and how there was just this need for you to be around people, to be with people, not just to avoid feeling or being lonely, but that you actually were energized. You were, there was a need met fully for you in, in being with others and being with people. And, and I think for us that that particular area of difference, it has not been about uh, simply, okay, on Friday nights we're going to be with people and Saturday nights we're going to be alone. It's not like that. But as I became more aware of what the need is met for you, uh, in being with people it, over time. And again, I hope you hear this phrase well, those of you listening, over time. This isn't a, how, how do we create awareness and understanding tonight or right. today? In a weekend. In a weekend. Yeah. You know, it's it's that it's over time that we cultivate understanding, that we cultivate awareness. And I think that has been true for us. And for so many couples therapeutically, the work is about these subtle shifts, these subtle um, shifts in understanding in an awareness and a thought and behavior. Not, It doesn't have to be this profound shift. And, and that's why I actually love doing podcasts with you because it speaks to what we're inviting both ourselves and those of you listening into. It's just subtle shifts along the way in this, in this life together that changes the course of where we're headed. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, oh, you, you, you mean we don't have to resolve this? No, we get to create awareness. We get to create understanding. Because when, again, when we are understood, we feel known. And when we feel known, we feel connected. And that is, for so many of us, part of the struggle, as it was for so many of those couples this last weekend, of, wait a minute, but but we're in the middle of this conflict. We can't... We, we, and and we're saying it like that because that's what it feels like. I think culturally we we have been taught to somehow hurry up and get through it, hurry up and figure it out. Maybe hurry up and resolve it, or just go away in silence and not deal with it. And the movement toward one another is is really with the intent to again understand mm-hmm. in a way that maybe wasn't offered before. Mm-hmm. I think another story that we shared was it was a familiar story that kept coming up and it was um, where you were repeatedly saying, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, I feel, oh, I don't know what the feeling was, but um, I really want Lisa to do this with me. And it was kept coming up. And pretty soon I was kind of like, 
I know you're all thinking, why doesn't she just do it? You know, it was, it's coming out in the hot tub. <laughs> and so it kept coming up because Steve would invite me to the hot tub and I'd be like, oh, I'm too tired or I don't want to go. It's too cold out, whatever. And, um, and at one point I was like, it just sounds like I should just do it, right? Just to avoid him being so frustrated or sad or felt feeling like, gosh, why don't you want to go with me? And at that point it was like, well, sometimes we know how to avoid conflict, right? Just do the thing that your spouse wants you to do. And But the point was, that's not how how we're made known, you know? And so to take the easy road and just, fine, I'll just do, I'll just do it because then we can avoid conflict. Mm-hmm. Seems like a good idea sometimes and it's kind of like a compromise, but it doesn't actually build the intimacy or the connection that we feel that we long for. I think we long to be known. And so for me to be able to explain I like to read for a few minutes before bed. I like to, I don't want to get cold when I go outside to get in the hot tub, you know, and it's not about being with you. It's just a personal choice. And so now we get to know a little bit about, I get to share when I'm feeling what I think and to be able to do that in an understanding way, you know, it takes balance because we could be frustrated, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, we're going to be more known, right? When we can share what we actually are feeling and thinking. Yeah, I think that's a good point because, and we've talked about that in this, I think it was two podcasts ago, maybe around bids for connection. And we highlighted that sometimes we feel obligated uh, to, to do something on behalf of our spouse. And unfortunately, obligation tends to lead to resentment. And we were talking about the difference between duty and desire, you know, that, that we long for our spouse to respond out of desire, not simply out of duty. And that's what we're supposed to do. And I think, again, this last weekend when we were having that conversation around bids for connection or navigating difference, how do we navigate conflict? Do we simply say, okay, fine. Or, or do we say, hang on, I get the, how that's important for you. And can I share what is important about this for me as well? And, and there's just something about the tension, lessening, the level of uh, struggle, heartache, frustration just softens when we are driven and motivated by helping understand why that's important to you. Mm-hmm. That's. And I think I'm glad you said that because I think that's the key to oftentimes the burden isn't on us to share it, but for the other to say, okay, help me understand why that's important to you. Because sometimes we don't even know to say that we don't know what we're thinking or feeling. And so whoever can reach out first and just say, help me to understand is kind of that beginning of that conversation where it's not just out of frustration, but I'm actually seeking to understand. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage. <laughs>